0: Here's Elliott, side-by-side, side, down the backstretch. Justine in. in turn one, drives it in
1: deep to the bottom. Problems the along the front stretch. Kyle Larson gets sideways.
0: He's young. He's informed. He's J.C. Fickenshire. And it's time now to
1: raise the door on J.C.'s Garage. <laughs> Welcome to J.C.'s Garage. I'm J.C. Fickenshire, joined by David Stiles. The Martinsville race, the last race before the championship race has ended. And Christopher Bell and Ross Justine make their way in. Uh, pretty pretty crazy finish, I think. About the craziest it could get. We know Christopher Bell ends up winning the race back-to-back uh, win-your-way-in races for, for Christopher Bell. He's in a must-win situation. He wins advances. So that's back-to-back. He did it at the Roval uh, three weeks ago. Or four weeks ago now, and now does it at Martinsville to make his way into his first ever championship for. I think the biggest talking point of this week is Ross Chastain. He's racing uh against Denny Hamlin for that last spot in. He's uh, just outside in points. He I think he was down two positions to get into the uh, playoffs with one lap to go, and it's and and he had two and a half seconds between him and the car in front of him and and it wasn't it wasn't going to happen no everybody thought his race was over he's he's not going to make it and then he just decides to go full throttle down the back straight away go up into fifth gear which they've uh, they never did at Martinsville just because it made no sense. And he lined it up right against the wall, full throttle against the wall, the most crazy move you could possibly do, and he made it work. He video gamed it and uh, ended up passing five drivers and got side-by-side with Denny Hamlin and beat Denny Hamlin in the race to make his first-ever championship four in a crazy, crazy finish to that race. Uh incredible move by Ross Chastain. I want to get your thoughts, David.
0: Well, I'm sure if you're listening to this that you have seen the video of it somewhere. I think the last time I checked, the Twitter video that NASCAR on NBC shared had over 9 million-something views of Ross Chastain slamming into the wall. I don't know what you want to call it, chastaining, watermelon wall-banging, I don't know, whatever adjective you want to describe what Ross did, you've probably seen it by now. And for me, watching it live and seeing him go all out, doing whatever it takes to get that transfer spot, that's what this format is about. It's how bad do you want it? Are you willing to wreck your own grandmom to get in? And Ross Chastain is willing to do that. We saw that in full effect Sunday in Martinsville and you heard it in the in car audio he said what do i have to do they said you need two spots he said okay <laughs> and he, <laughs> like you said grabbed fifth gear slammed the right side of the car into the wall and by some you know guardian angel or sheer luck he didn't break anything he didn't hit anybody else he didn't wreck anybody he destroyed his race car and somehow went from 5th or 10th to 5th, and eventually got fourth place because Brad Keselowski ended up being disqualified because of a parts modification. But he he got five spots, broke the track record for speed on a lap at Martinsville, which is insane by doing a video game move. it's It's unreal. This will be a moment that NASCAR fans relive for years and years to come. I mean, and I don't even know what to compare it to because it wasn't a move to win a race. It was just a move to transfer into the championship. So it's not the same as the pass in the grass. And I don't think it's really the same as Ricky Craven versus Kurt Busch at Darlington a number of years ago, because that was actually for a race win. To me, the only thing that I can really equate it to that it stands out in my mind, there's two other instances. One is where Carl Edwards and Jimmy Johnson were in a heated race and Carl Edwards went for the win and he just didn't lift. And he tried to do a slide job up in front of Jimmy Johnson, smacked the wall. And of course, in that generation of race car, absolutely destroyed the right side and Jimmy went on to win the race and Carl said, I had to do something. I was not going to be able to catch him. So I just floored it and hoped for the best. The other uh, instance is what Kyle Larson did at the first Roval. He was not going to transfer. He had to make up two spots. He had already wrecked in the back uh, S's there on the, after turn one into the S's. Car destroyed. He comes on the radio and says something very similar to what Ross Chastain said. It kind of to the effect of, what do I need to get in? They said, you need two spots. His car would not turn a uh, left, so he basically just drove it into the wall, came out of the chicane on the uh, right before the start-finish line, and ended up passing two cars that had wrecked there after Ryan Blaney had won that race after Jimmy Johnson spun Martin Truex Jr. out. So those are really the only two things that I can sort of compare it to, but what Ross did is 10 times better than both of those instances. I think that it's in a category of its own. And for me, it's going to be one of the most talked about NASCAR moments probably for years to come, unless something tops it. I mean, it was the number one play on sports center. I mean, how often does that happen for NASCAR to be the number one play on an ESPN show?
1: Yeah, just in incredible, an incredible move. I, watching a race you you always think like when you're playing a video game a nascar video game or whatever you're you're everyone's tried it if you've played a nascar video game you just drive it around the wall even mario Kart, drive I mean, backwards just... you in in any racing game you do crazy stuff you drive backwards and hit everybody else you drive it into the wall and try and win but but like seeing it in real life, it looked fake. He was going so fast around everybody else that it, it didn't look real. It looked sped up, and uh, the fact that he made it he made it work. He went from tenth place to fifth place. He obviously finishes fourth because Brad Keselowski, uh didn't pass Tech. But the the fact that he made up five positions in two corners, and he was. Behind people, two 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 and a half seconds behind the people in front of him is just mind-boggling. It's it's I don't know what they're going to do, if they're going to change the rule on this, because if you're anyone else, if you're within a second of somebody, it's going to be more effective to do what Ross Justine did than to try and get to their rear bumper and, and move them out of the way. Cause well, Ross Chastain did he he made it work around the outside, but the the only concern I'd have on like handling the car is coming off a turn four and keeping the car straight. Other than that, it is very it's it's, it's a dangerous move. It's you're going full speed into a wall on purpose. Um, but trying to make up like a second on somebody going into the final final turns at Martinsville, it, it just doesn't work. You'd be going so fast you'd miss their rear bumper and you'd hit the wall front on. So I, I think we might see this in the future if NASCAR doesn't say, you know, we're gonna make this a rule. You can't do this at said track uh, due to uh, a possibility of an injury or something like that. Uh, but from what we saw at Martinsville, it's it's one of a kind thing. You're you're never gonna really see this ever again. But Ross Chastain. Uh, You got to love the way he raced that race. He finally, I feel like this was finally his race where he said, I'm going to drive like I like to drive. And he was very aggressive all race. He uh, made crazy moves and and made his way into his first ever championship four. And I'm really excited to see what he can do at Phoenix. And after what he did at Martinsville, I I really hope he could win the championship because what a way to win the championship you're outside in points with one lap to go at martinsville you do the most unbelievable move known to man in my opinion i think that's the craziest move you could do and um and and you make it in and then you win a championship i think that's incredible
0: i think that you're very correct in in everything that you're saying and one of the reasons i'm going to expound on it a little bit one of the reasons i think we won't see this again is I think Martinsville was the perfect place for this to happen. The normal track speeds are very low. I mean, he didn't even he went what over ninety ish. He was. I mean, I think he, he was
1: he was going he faster was going than everybody else. Twenty ish, I think. Yeah, is what I saw from the the lap data. One twenty, one thirty. Yeah, which for Martinsville in the corners, you normally fast. going like seventy.
0: Yeah, I mean that's very fast. It's almost double what everyone else is going typically on another mile and a half you're closer to 180 you know 175 those type of speeds and i don't think it's really conducive to the car being able to do that plus i think that it worked because no one has done this before now in these certain transfer situations these spotters and these drivers are going to be prepared because this is in the front of everyone's mind they don't want to get chastained i mean all denny hamlin had to do was drive up to the top of the track and block him. I mean, Ross had used up his whole car. There was no way that he was going to be able to make that thing work on the bottom after he slammed it into the wall and rode around the rim down the back stretch and through three and four. So, you know, Denny didn't think that it would have, it was a problem. And I think the spotter and him were both kind of flabbergasted that it was working. And so they, all they had to do was move up and finish in front of him. And they You know, before Keselowski was DQ'd, they would have been in. But after that happened, Ross would have advanced even if he hadn't have done that. So I don't think that we'll see this again because I think people will be kind of thinking of it. And then also, I think it takes a certain track for you to be able to do this. And Mm -hmm. I know that the car is a little different. And one reason that Ross was able to do this is because of the carbon fiber body. If it would have been last year's generation car and he hit the wall, the sheet metal would have crumpled and that car would have stopped almost instantly. The tires would have popped and that would have been it. But with his carbon fiber body, he was able to pancake the side of the wall. And then as soon as he had a little bit of pressure off of it, the carbon fiber popped back out and the car was able to continue to move forward at a very high rate of speed as we have already mentioned. So me, for me, I don't think they should outlaw it. And I don't think NASCAR is going to outlaw it and say, you you can't do that because to me, it's a, it's a next level move. I mean, he, he did something that nobody else had thought of because he thinks out of the box and he is Ross Chastain and he's willing to do whatever it takes, as we've said before. So I think they'll keep it legal. But I don't know if it's going to work ever again in the same instance. I think this was kind of a one in a million thing. And we saw lightning trapped in a bottle and we got a great finish to a great race. And one thing that I don't want to do is discredit Christopher Bell. I mean, you said it Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the show. He has won back to back uh, cutoff races. When he was in must-win situations, and I think he's really starting to come into his own as a solid, dependable race car driver. I mean, he's won a number of races this year. I think, what, three? And so two of those being Mm -hmm. in high-pressure situations. So if we're looking at this going into the final race in Phoenix, and we're going to have to pick a particular driver— whether that be Logano or Chase Elliott or Christopher Bell or Ross Chastain, I kind of want to give a little bit of an edge to Christopher Bell because he's been racing in these high-pressure situations pretty much the whole playoff, and he's been able to be very successful at advancing to the next round. And once we get here to Phoenix, all you have to do is just finish in front of those other three cars and you win a championship. And he's been able to do that. I mean, look at what he did at the Roval. He was a few positions back, ended up passing Harvick, and then dominated the rest of that race. So, for me, it's cool to see Chastain do this. And it's, like I said, a a once-in-a-lifetime move. But at the same time, we've seen momentum be very strong in this 2022 campaign. And right now, Christopher Bell has a ton of momentum going into Phoenix Raceway.
1: Yeah, and and I'd have to agree with you and I'm I'm going to elaborate on it. I think out of the four drivers in in the top in the uh in the championship four now that we've locked in, I think Chase Elliott in my honest opinion, I think he's the least likely to win this championship. For the consistency for Chase Elliott just hasn't been there for for a while now. He these playoffs he he's been very slow to the starting races of the playoffs and he's had some top five finishes and, and a win and, and he's been good, but compared to Joey Logano, Ross, Chastain, and Christopher Bell, it's just, you can't really say that he's, up there with them the uh opening race at las vegas he ended up finishing 21st and and you see joey logano and and ross Chastain. they finished first and second christopher bell ended up wrecking in that race and that's what made it a must win for him in the martinsville race and and then again in in homestead ross Chastain finishes second and you have uh joey logano in racing in the top 10 for a lot of the race. He finished his 18th, not the greatest race, but he he didn't need to win that race. He was already locked in. Chase Elliott finished 14th, which isn't bad, but if you're trying to run for a championship, you want to be inside the top 10, and, and Christopher Bell's right on the edge, right in 11th there. And then you get to Martinsville. Christopher Bell wins the race. Chase Elliott finishes 10th, the top 10 race. But when you have Ross Chastain in fourth and Christopher Bell in first and Joey Logano in sixth, all these guys ahead of you, and one of them's already locked in, doesn't even need to be really racing that hard. It's hard to, to put Chase Elliott ahead of any of these three guys. And from what I've seen from Christopher Bell, I think – these high pressure situations he's been very good he's back-to-back cut off wins when he needed to win to advance and and you got to give it to a young driver like that he's really turning into a top level driver if not he's already there and i think he is already there but you you have ross Chastain. he's always in the top five it's there's never a race where you put him outside of winning it it's you you just can't take him out of winning a race and then we know Joey Logano, he's a veteran. He'll he'll always show up in the playoffs. He's always done it every single time he's there. And Chase Elliott, he just hasn't had that good of a of a playoff. He won the regular season championship and he's gotten that first spot. He's he's already has the point advantage going into each round, but it always shrinks and he's right on the edge. So I, I don't know. You can't put him off at Phoenix, but As of right now, I'd find it really hard for him to end up winning this championship.
0: I think his season can kind of be summed up in what he said in the in-car audio at the end of Martinsville. He sees Chastain do this awesome move. His spotter is pretty much, you know, unbelieved, you know, mind-boggled. And you hear Chase Elliott park the car, and he goes, well, I don't know whether to be uh, happy or pissed off. I think I'm just pissed off. And and to me I'm like what do you have to be mad about? I mean, you transferred, you're going to get to race for a championship. So I don't really understand that. And I know that he wants to win. I know that he has a high drive to win and he holds himself to a very high standard. But at the same time, I mean, you you're you're in the hunt like for your second championship. We're either going to have a two-time champion or a first-time champion at the end of this race at Phoenix Raceway and A pissed off Chase Elliott or down in the dumps Chase Elliott just doesn't seem dangerous to me. I mean, especially with the other three people that he is competing with. I mean, Mr. October and Christopher Bell. And then you've got Ross Chastain, who has been as good as any driver this year, consistency wise. And he's won on, you know, two different road he's won on a road course and then he won at Talladega. And so he and he's been in the top ten pretty much all year and then you have someone who i think is probably the either the third or fourth best driver all around on the circuit either behind you know kyle bush and kevin harvick it's joey logano and i mean he's been around forever and he's proven he's won 30 races he's a former champion in 2018 and he's been here before and he knows what to do and he drives for penske and they always bring a good car when they're in this final four at this championship race so i i agree with you i think chase elliott is is in trouble i don't think that he is going to be the one to win this championship i think the other three definitely have a leg up on him mentally and i think if you're going to give someone that mental edge i think it is ross chastain he's playing with house money he has nothing to lose he's had his best season Ever. He said it in his post-race interview at Martinsville. He said, who would have thought that two years ago while I was driving for Spire Motorsports and we were trying not to be seven laps down in a race, that in two years I would be racing for a championship after winning two races in a season and being top 10 in points all year long. So they're playing with house money because that team's only going to get better. And to have a teammate like Daniel Suarez that comes up at the end of the race and gives him the giant hug, and you see that you know they're happy to be there and they're excited to be there. And Ross is not worried about making friends or you know rubbing elbows with someone in the motor coach. He's there to win races and win championships and win trophies and bring glory to track house racing, and they're all in this together. So I think if you're going to give someone that mental edge, I think it goes to Ross Chastain. And then I think, as far as the experience goes, it has to go to Joey Logano. But Christopher Bell has been very good all year long. And I want to ask you this Do you think that this could be the first time in this particular playoff setting that one of these four championship drivers doesn't win the race? A non playoff driver wins in Phoenix, and then it's whoever finishes first out of those four will win the championship do you think that's something that could happen
1: uh i definitely think it is out of all of the championships we've had in this format i think this is the best shot we have at a driver who's not in the championship for who could who might be able to win this race they definitely can win the race but will they compete with the other four drivers and uh a guy that that i like to do that is is kyle larson i, I kind of circle him because he's a veteran driver he knows what he's doing he's very very talented former and champion. he's also former champion at this very track but he's also racing for the uh team championship the the so owners. he's he's owner's championship yes he has a purpose he he does want to win that for team hendrick and for mr h um so I, I wouldn't put it out on him, and we know from from past homestead races where he is so good at that he is a guy who will battle up there with uh the championship four drivers um but i i I think i'm i just not sure it's hard to go into this race and think of somebody winning it other than one of the four in the championship um i mean, I' I'm never happened not sure it's never happened. And I think the drivers that we have in it, Chase Elliott, he's got a lot of experience in a past champion. But the three that I want to really talk about that this kind of proves my point a little better is Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, and Joey Logano. They're, They're all three of them are all around very, very talented drivers. I'll uh, we'll start off with Christopher Bell. He he'll win on a road course. He can win anywhere you put him on. A great dirt driver comes from a dirt background, and we've seen that in this sport that the dirt background drivers really get a hold of these cars quicker than it seems like some of the other other guys this this car especially the the next gen car the uh, dirt drivers got onto it really quick it seemed like and uh the veterans there were some veterans who were right on it but the dirt drivers just kind of they they felt more comfortable with it it seemed uh but christopher bell coming from a dirt background he can win anywhere it's a short track uh a shorter style track It, it, it is i would consider it a short track at a mile um, but like Christopher Bell, he's gonna be very aggressive. He always is aggressive, and it's it's a track that I think will suit his style. Same thing with Joey Logano, doesn't come from a dirt background, but can win anywhere. He's done it on dirt, he's done it on the smallest track. We consider that as the LA Coliseum when we raced at he's won at Martinsville, he's won basically everywhere this sport is raced, and uh he's Arguably the most aggressive driver, I would say that, but then we have Ross Chastain and, and we know what Ross Chastain's gonna do. He's gonna be stupid aggressive in this race. He's gonna go all out to win this championship. And I think everyone, everyone in the championship four is gonna do that. But this is Ross Chastain, so his level of aggressiveness is Way higher than everyone else's level of top aggressiveness. So, and and all three of their driving styles are, are very aggressive, and they're very very talented. And the way Chase Elliott's been in the past, uh, in the past couple weeks, and and the mentality, I just think we could have a very incredible race, depending on on how these cars run. If you're able to race each other, get get up and, and pass each other this could be one of the best races we see and and i really hope it goes that way because you put ross justin joey logano and christopher bell and, and chase Elliott, all in a little group and you let them go aggressive and just put on the gloves and, and race it could be incredible and and i hope that's the way it is um but it, I know coming down to this race, I'm pretty sure everyone in this group is is willing to um, wreck whoever's in front of them to win the win the race. Joey Logano will definitely do it. Ross Chastain will absolutely do it. Uh, not so sure about Chase Elliott and Christopher Bell, but I'm still pretty sure they'll do it. It's a championship race, and uh, I, I really think that this could be a good race. I'm I just still not sure if we'll have a, a winner from who's outside of the championship four. I just don't think it will happen.
0: I think it's possible. And I'm like you. I think if someone is going to do it, it'll be Kyle Larson. He's very good at this style of track. I mean, there's only 11 degrees of banking. That is the most banking in this track in Avondale, Arizona. So he's, he's very good on these style of, uh, on these styles of one mile tracks. So I think to me, the most interesting thing that can happen is if kyle larson does win the race and then he wins the owner's championship then we have a different driver finish behind him ahead of the other three drivers and they win the driver's championship and then we have a different winner for the manufacturer's championship and we end up crowning three different people in one race (laughs) and to me that would be that would be amazing because that would be the first time that I think that's happened. I think there's only been a couple other instances where the owner's championship and the driver championship did not go to the same, uh, team. So for me, it would, it would put a little bow on this year that we've had, because this has been one of the craziest race years in NASCAR history. And I think it should, it would just be fitting to have a crazy finish, And so for me, that's kind of what I want to see. I think it would make the best storyline. What will probably happen is it will probably be one of those four drivers winning the race because the other 30 something drivers usually give those four a lot of room. They say, okay, we're not going to get mixed up in this. We're not going to cause somebody a chance at losing the championship because you can lose it in the first corner. I mean, mm-hmm. you you can't win. You can you you can't win it in the first turn, but you can definitely lose it in the first turn of a race. And so, the, I think they'll play nice with the championship four, get out of the way, and then one of those four will end up winning that contest in Arizona. So, who do you like? I mean, who who is your favorite?
1: This is. I've been thinking about this question all weekend, ever since the race ended, and it's. This is the hardest race pick. Even though we're, I'm gonna narrow it down to four drivers. That's all I have to pick between because I think the winner of this race is gonna be the winner of the drivers' championship. It's still so hard, and and I've cut off Chase Elliott. I, you can't. It's hard to cut off Chase Elliott. He. It's just compared to these three drivers, I just don't think he'll do it. I I could definitely see him doing it though. It's you. You can't really put him out. But the mentality, it just the way he's raced, the mentality he's had, it just hasn't been there. It hasn't it just doesn't seem like he's too confident. And I don't know why that is. Um, but it, it's you narrow it down to these four drivers. Joey Logano, you can make a great point why he'll win it. Christopher Bell, he's been so good in these high pressure situations. Uh, and and he's just a talented driver that can could win it. Uh, but Ross Chastain, I don't know. I think it would be a great story for Trackhouse to uh, to get their first championship in their second season, that both of their drivers get their first career wins and, and win for their team, get three wins as a combined team. And uh, it, it kind of, saw, it kind of made two of the, their two drivers, Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez. It really showed what they can do in the Cup Series, and, and we hadn't seen that from a team before. And I just like the way the teams run, and, and Ross Chastain. He's such a talented driver. I'd have to pick him. I just don't see why he w- don't doesn't win this race. He's he's got the aggressiveness. He's been so consistent. I think this is his time to get his third win of the season, and he wins the championship and gets Trackhouse first ever championship.
0: Wow! See, I really like that, and I think it—I, I think it would put a good bow on the season. So, I, what I was looking at is the odds to win. Chase Elliott has the best odds at five to two. Then behind him, Christopher Bell at seven to two, and then Logano and Chastain are both at four and one. So the odds, opening odds, are a little funny to me. I think it's weird that Chase Elliott is favored so much, seeing as how he has went sort of dormant since he won that race at Talladega a few weeks ago. So for me, I, I kind of agree. I think Chase Elliott is kind of the odd man out. I think he finishes last out of among this four. I think in third you'll probably have Logano. He's been very consistent, but sometimes his aggressiveness can get the better of him. Then I think Ross Chastain will finish second. I think that he will uh, be there, but I don't think it'll be enough. I think Christopher Bell will win for Toyota, put the 20 back in victory lane for a fourth time this year (laughs) and win the championship at at kind of a stunning fashion because Joe Gibbs has been, you know, JGR has been up and down this year. I mean, Kyle Busch is leaving. Denny Hamlin wrecked out a bunch at the very beginning of the season. Martin Trex Jr. still yet to win a race in 2022. And winning cures a lot of uh, a lot of problems, but it, it doesn't look like it's going to happen in this season. But Christopher Bell has been quietly waiting in the wings, buying his time, and I think that this is his season. I mean, he's proven it in two cutoff races before this year in must-win situations, high-pressure situations, and I think that he has the momentum. And we've seen, like I said earlier, the momentum has carried drivers to multiple wins this year in sort of back-to-back fashion. So I think Christopher Bell gets it done in Phoenix.
1: I I like that pick. I I think this race uh, has has all the chance to be one of the greatest – Uh, races we see um, but it it just I don't know and I want to kind of say one more thing uh, just a question for you if we were to have a different track as this championship race we've seen every track that they have raced at this season we know there's going to be a couple different ones next year but out of the tracks that we know of, the new tracks next year, which would be North wilkes and uh, the street course at Chicago, and then the tracks that we've raced this year, if you could change the championship race to a different track, where would you put it?
0: That's interesting. I'd, I'm And I'm thinking, and, uh, and I'm going to say that I think that it is – I would like it to sort of be how the Super Bowl is. I don't know if we can technically say that. The big game in football in the NFL, because I think that that phrase is actually trademarked. Kent may have to cut that out later, but the big game in football for the national football league, it moves around periodically. You know, they'll go to a couple of different places. I think that it's kind of limited to certain tracks because we don't want to go say to Pocono at this time of year, because it's going to be very wet and rainy. We don't want to go to new Hampshire this time of year because it's Mm -hmm. very wet and rainy. I would like to see it at, you know, I would like to see it moved kind of every couple of years just to keep things interesting, because I think it would allow different sets of drivers to be, you know, set up to have success at that race and adds another little wrinkle in there. I think it would be cool to have it at Bristol one year. I think it would be cool to have it at Darlington one year. I mean, a, a, a racer's racetrack. But if I was going to pick just a single place for it to go and for it to stay there, I think it would have to be a short track. And I think Martinsville has produced a really good race. I think it would be cool to see a championship race at Martinsville because it would be a beating, banging fest. And, you know, you can move people out of the way. We would see like what Ross Chastain did last week. But see, then again, I think it should move. I think we should then give it a shot at Bristol. On the concrete, I think that would be really interesting. And then I think, mm-hmm. you know, move it again, put it on the road course somewhere, put it in Sonoma or put it on, uh, on the Roval one year and see what that gives you. I think there's a lot of different things to be said for moving the race around and seeing what championship races are like in some of these other places. So for me, I, I don't, I don't have one that I think stands out to where I say we should move it here and it should be here forever i think that it should kind of move around and that we should give these different tracks and these different cities a little bit of love and and bring the spectacle and the parade and you know everything that comes with running the final race of the season to these cities and to these towns and to these race tracks and let those local people that are in that area that support that venue come out and pack the stands and make that you know the end of the season event and you know, sell it out and have a good time. I mean, that's what this is about. This is going to be the last race for a little while. I mean, it's crazy to think we've had, (laughs) what, 36 race weekends this year, and this is it. After this one, we'll have a break, and then, you know, we'll have a few months off, and then, Middle of February, we'll be ready for the Daytona Five Hundred. So that that's kind of my opinion. I know that really wasn't a that was a mm-hmm. answer non answer, but that that's what I think. I think it should be moved around, and I don't really know where I would want to see it. But I think I like it at Phoenix. I liked it at Homestead. I would like to see it tried at an at another track and see how it goes, and then move it again after a couple of years.
1: I really like that answer. I think I think that's a great answer because it it would give more tracks different styles of racing to end the championship and and if i had to to pick i i like that answer i like changing it every single year or every three years to a different track uh but if i had to pick one or two one track for the rest of eternity um which which is hard to pick But I think I loved when it was at Homestead. I think the racing there is great, and uh, the style track—if they set it at the right time—it could be a great race. Uh, But also, like you can make an argument why not end it in North Carolina? It's the home of racing. North Wilkesboro would be awesome, depending on how that track kind of rolls out with these cars. Bristol would be cool. Martinsville would be cool. You could put it in a lot of different places. But if I had to put it in, in one place, if I had to pick one place, uh, I don't know it's hard to, it's hard not to pick homestead or uh, or somewhere in in the general area where NASCARs was started in in North Carolina or, or Tennessee. I, I think those would be the picks, but I think the the best case scenario if I could have it my way, I, I would like to have it uh, a rotating championship race every year it changed to a different track.
0: I agree. I think that, I think it's fair. I think that it it allows different markets to host and just like the big game for NFL or for, you know, college football or basketball, it, it gives those different areas and those fans a chance to come out and support their drivers and support their race teams and have ownership over that particular event. And so I think that to me, that's what makes it important. And it like i said earlier it adds a little bit of a wrinkle because you know for the longest time kyle bush was not very good at kansas and i'm not saying that we (laughs) should have it at kansas but you know not everyone is great at every one of these tracks and so i think like phoenix and kevin harvick go really Mm -hmm. well together and if he was in the championship four and he was racing at phoenix and it was in last gen car i would say he's got a pretty good chance to win this So, you know, things like that, after we get kind of used to this next generation race car, I think that we will, you know, we'll have a little bit more data because I think Jeff Hammond said it at the beginning of the year, we need to take all the data and just throw it away because we don't know what's going to happen. And he has been correct because I have had zero clues about anything that has happened in this 2022 season, (laughs) but it's been very refreshing and it's been a very fun season to watch and to cover and be a part of. And so... To me I want to see something crazy happen in Phoenix. I want to see I would want to see Kyle Larson win and all that other stuff happen that we said, but to me I think Christopher Bell wins the championship, he wins the race. So that's about all I got and I mean I don't I don't know what happens next. We'll have to tune in and watch and listen and find out.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's it's been a very memorable season. There's been a lot of changes, a lot of things we haven't seen, a lot of a lot of different things, and its I think it's trending in a very good way. If, could make a couple different changes here and there, but this season overall has been one of the best I think we've seen. And uh, ending it off this upcoming weekend at Phoenix uh, with the drivers we have selected, Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Ross Justin, and Chase Elliott, who've uh, raced their way in to, uh, to fight for a championship. I really think this is going to be an exciting race. I'm very excited to watch it. And uh, I, I can't wait to talk about who wins that championship and who ends up winning that race and who what ends up happening. But I also can't wait to see who, who ends up winning the Xfinity championship and the truck series championship. It's going to be a, a, a fun weekend to watch uh, racing and, and really excited. I want to thank you, David, for joining us. Um, but man, this is, this is going to be an exciting finish and, and I hope it's I hope it's a memorable race. I hope it's a very competitive race. I don't want to be to be drug out and somebody dominates it. I hope I, I really hope that these four drivers are able to battle each other very hard. And uh, but we're gonna be able to see. We're gonna we're gonna see next week. And uh, I I I just can't wait for it. Thanks uh, thanks for everyone to stop in for this podcast. And, and I'm excited to do next week's one to end the season out. Thank you guys.